fact, while I was gone, I don't think I was even missed. I asked PJ, I don't think he even need me around. <laughs> yeah, I'd never ask my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. I can't, we're still on the air? Oh my god, I can't believe that our funding is still hanging in there. I know, the lights stay. are still on. I know, I know. Thank god. Thank god we don't have to pay Nicole and Sam. <laughs> We'd be we'd be screwed. Yeah. Just just teasing, guys. Just teasing. Just don't unchain them from the camera. <laughs> unchain my heart, <laughs> baby. Let me be. How how? Sorry. Anyway, hey guys, welcome back to another edition of For the Love of Dog. I'm Steve McLean, co-founder. I'm here with our dog trainer and and specialist uh, Gary Newcomb. Gary, you're always working so hard. What's going on this week? Keeping busy, keeping busy. Nice, nice. And I oh, I almost said it. I almost said it. Can you get <laughs> mad at me? Um, I'm I might go the whole year and not get bit personally. Wow. I'm only only talking about me. So I'm not well, playing any yeah, don't voodoo ask. mojo. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. None of that. We've covered that before. I know. I know. I know. Well, we're still here, everybody. We appreciate your support. Uh, your support is what keeps us not only on the air, but it also keeps us uh, saving dogs. Um, main reason why we do the, you know, the podcast is to make people aware of what our mission is. We're trying to save dogs. Share some dog behavior. Showing some, sharing some dog behavior. Trying to be entertaining. I'm not sure if we're successful at any, any of this, any but, of we, them. but we try so hard. <laughs> we man. got a little bit of all of them we in there. We try so hard. Um, anyway, so what's going on? Well, tell me, so you, before the break, you were kind of telling me you ran across some articles about, uh, dogs getting plastic surgery, plastic hell, surgery for dogs. What the hell is that all about? You didn't know that? No, not really. You get your dog a rhinoplasty? No, no. <laughs> Just take a little off the top I was, here. If I was going to do anything, I'd do it to Nigel. Yeah. Make him look a little tougher. Not so barking. Good luck. Not, not, and get those, you know, ha. His flipping bark drives me crazy. I mean, he always makes me look bad because he's that quintessential barky little dog that everybody hates in the neighborhood, you know, and I hate it because he's such a good boy, really. Also known as a chihuahua. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but there's some good chihuahuas. I've run across some good ones. And I can't even, I, I'm going to have to blame it on genetics because we've had him since he was a puppy. Yeah. I refuse to admit that it was my fault that he's I wholeheartedly way. believe it's genetics. <laughs> That's why I told you, you can't have... No. I told him you can't have a dog. If you're a dog trainer, you cannot have a chihuahua. No, you can't because it, it makes, makes you look you, bad. Oh my god! You like Tank makes me look uh, pretty good, but Nigel makes me look like an idiot. It's like having a car that runs like shit when you're a mechanic. That's it right. doesn't really show your portfolio up to its finest. <sighs> so yeah, plastic surgery for dogs. Tell me about it. Who's doing it and why? Uh, it mainly started as a show dog thing. You know, okay. we'll go to the AKC show dogs. All right. Uh, you know, one you're probably familiar with is ear clipping, tail docking. Right. right. So there are... Those are minor. Yes. I, I think it's stupid that people do that. And it's, it's not cool. Well, I but mean, it's minor. Yes. It it meets the the category because it's an elective surgery. Right. They don't need that it. That is just done right. for aesthetics That's at right. this point. Which is, again, you know, it's Historically, bullshit. they did it because they were hunting dogs. They didn't want, you know, to send the dog after a badger who pulls its ear off. Right. So they cut off its big floppy ears. But, you know, dogs, for the most part, aren't doing it, especially dogs going to the AKC best of show competitions. Right. 
So, but I'm assuming you have more. Severe. But yes, it gets deeper than that. <laughs> so those are the standards. You know, the breed standards that the AKC holds. They tell you upfront. Right. We require Dobermans to have their ears say, cropped. Ears and cropped, yeah. right? So, right. but there's some secret ones. Oh my, that they it's do. always Gary. Uh, the AKC doesn't necessarily endorse these, but it's widely known. <laughs> They're not inside. condemning it. Yes, it's yeah. widely known inside that most of the dogs that are out there have some kind of procedures doing. Uh, these in, these include, uh, you know, does your pug have enough or too many wrinkles? They take wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Like a little little nip and tuck, face tuck. Yeah, oh you get God. a facelift. You That's can have horrible. your you can have your eyes done where oh, it pulls Jesus their eyes Christ. open further. Uh, Who if does this? Your shit? dog doesn't have enough wrinkles. It's even worse. Uh, how do they How do they put on wrinkles? Skin grafts. Oh, for Christ's sake! Open horrible. up the wrinkle, put a skin graft on the inside so that the wrinkle gets more defined. Oh Jesus Christ! And then they can stitch it to make wrinkles. And who does this bullshit? Is vets do this, People. or is there is there it's, a special category of doctor that has to be a plastic surgeon for animals? No, it's, it's vets. Oh, for Christ's sake! Basically, it's vets. And That's you know, horrible. as time goes on, more and more vets are stopping doing this. Good. You know, even tail docking and ears. Good. Good. Less and less vets are doing it because. Good. You know, it is considered unethical. It is unethical. Yeah. So other ones include, uh, does your mama dog's breast hang down too low? <laughs> she can get a boob job. Oh, God. We got a, we got a comment from <laughs> yeah. Sam who never says The anything. dog breast job was enough to actually make Sam talk. Oh, my God. That's how ghastly. He's never commented in the two years that of this is, podcast. That is so ghastly. Oh, God. That was so funny. Dog plastic surgery is like the epitome of snobbery. It yes. totally is. Yes. Oh my god. And now it's, it's so starting bullshit. to cross over into the private sector where more and more people and they had a vet in one of these articles who was talking about she actually had someone come and ask if they do Botox oh, on god. dogs. So yes, it's it's spreading. Uh another one is uh jowl reconstructions. So does your dog's lip hang down too low? You can get him a lip job. Maybe it doesn't. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's, no, it's, it's very sad. sad. It's, it's sad. sad, disgusting. That what people human are doing being, this uh, stuff just for aesthetics. And like, how competitive do you need to be, right? Well, I mean, you Jesus know what? Christ. What funds most people's competitive nature? Uh, Money. Sure. If your dog wins the best of show <laughs> yeah. for the AKC, you know what their cash prize what is? What is it? How much is it? $50,000. Okay. And then for every puppy that's that dog sires, yeah. $10,000 a puppy. Well, and that, I mean, to do that correctly, that's not a poor man's sport. No, by know? no means. And I think the reason why, one of my favorite movies is Best in Show. You've seen the yeah. movie, right? oh, yeah. I know you don't like movies, but yeah, I know I have you've seen, seen that best one. Show. Yes. And I think that. Is such a great combination of comedy and sadness. Yes, right. It's sadly true see, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, you, and they and they they did it just for that reason. Yeah, to show how stupid it is. Yep. to be competitive on that level, it's not good for the dogs. Yeah, and I, I've met a lot of these people. Um, I shouldn't say a lot. I've met some of these people that used to show dogs. I haven't met anyone that's still doing it, but I've met a couple of people that, that used to show dogs. And they have absolutely no um, leadership skills. Oh, they no. don't ever. That dog know. is their equal, um, or maybe even higher. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's yeah, so they're like le- servants to these dogs. It's not. It's not even like it's a dog. not a normal relationship. No, it's not a normal relationship. It's it's like owning a fine car, and they're and they're and they keep tuning it to make it a little faster, a little better, high performance. It's not this symbiotic relationship that I'm always yeah. squawking about. That's that's the proper relationship. Yeah. You know? And you know these 
standards that they set are so stupid. I know they really. I are. mean, when the breed standards generally is your is your dog of the right size? Right. Does your dog have the right muscle uh, muscle tone? Right. Uh, you know, is your dog's hair the right color? Right. Is it the right consistency? Right. You know, all the stuff that really makes a good dog. <laughs> yeah, and it has know, nothing to do with whether this dog is anything. And you know, and also what drives me crazy too, if your dog's been spayed or neutered, you, that's it. You, you can't be in the show. Uh, you got to sneak in the nudicles. Yeah, so <laughs> I was just going to say that the I guess the way around it is some of these owners are, are putting in. But false. none of them. I mean, it, these dogs are a cash machine to these people. These right. are not pets to these people. No, these are no. a cash machine. They've taken no. these dogs and made them a commodity that they're buying and selling. So. Right. You know, they to them, they are not going to neuter the, or no, spare neuter these no, dogs because, no, like they I want said, money down the road. When they're done right. with this show, these are now making ten thousand dollar puppies. Right, right. And every time I, I mean, it's every once in a while, if I'm channel surfing, excuse me, and I see the show, I'll stop to watch it just for a good laugh. And and it, it's so it's almost really like you're watching an SNL skit. Oh, the, uh, the actual dog show. shows. Oh, yeah. yeah, where they're holding their head up and pulling their yeah, tail. Yeah, and the and... stuff, the stuff that they consider important is so is so ridiculous. Like, who thought of the shit? Yes, right. Yes, uh, no. The breed standards as a whole. I mean, the concept of breed standards is ridiculous. You know, I mean, I maybe it's a perspective thing that I don't come from a breeding perspective. Right. When there's a dog overpopulation thing going on, but. You know, to try to set historic standards for dogs that people are now trying to achieve by butchering their dogs up. It's yeah, and, and we talked about this before too. If you look at a an English bulldog at the turn of the century, and you look at an English bulldog today, it's two different oh, yeah, animals. No, selective it's breeding. not even yeah. it's not even a thing. However, on the AKC rating of an English bulldog now, it's it's what we see today. Yes. And it's not genetically anywhere close. No, that. And these it's not poor the standards things, that they had historically. No, and these poor things are so overbred. Every English bulldog in the world today has to have that surgery so they can breathe mm-hmm. because they, they, they just cannot breathe naturally, yep. right? Yep. The and so what does that tell you? It's, uh, it's like, we, you know, human, to me, sometimes the human race is like oh, a, French a virus. Bulldogs. French bulldogs oh, yeah. are the greatest of oddities. A dog yeah. that can't mate. Right. Has to be artificially inseminated. A right. dog that can't have a baby naturally has to have a C-section. Right. You've created a dog that re- can't reproduce. Right. Just but, for your own pleasure. Yeah. And they say that they did the uh, pugs and Frenchies to try to breed them to look more like people. <laughs> so if you look at them from a profile, their profile is more like ours. It doesn't it have does. a snout. Or, it does. It so does. they're really trying to make those fur babies, those babies in fur coats that you've been saying they are. <laughs> yeah, I, every time I see fur babies on the application, to me it's almost like a regular. Yeah, I get anyway. That's a different topic. Well, I mean, it just shows, um, you know, how selfish the human race is, and how we have to to carve something else to make us feel good. Yeah, not realizing that this is an animal on the planet yeah. that needs the same things that we this do. This is not a car. It's not, not it. a luxury item. No, this is another living soul, and no. you know, you accept it for what it is. And you love it for that. And if you can't, don't adopt or buy them. Well, I wonder, you know, because California is usually pretty proactive. Uh, like, I, I remember, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you're always better at this than I am. California was one of the first states to outlaw, you know, decline cats, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't California one of the first? Yes. Um, and then also, you know, California, you can't legally remove the vocal cords in dogs. So they yeah, can't hear them bark. them. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I just wonder. I mean, but there's other stuff. You know, every time somebody comes along to push one of these new regulations, yeah. the AKC is on the other side with a team of lawyers to shut it down. Yeah. Not too long ago, a few years ago, actually, they had something where they were trying to require dogs that are get their ears cropped. Mm-hmm. A, it be done by a vet's office, and B, it, they have anesthesia. Because mm-hmm. their theory is that the dogs, if you crop their ears when they're days old, their nervous system isn't developed, so they don't feel it. So you can crop their ears without anesthesia. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, of course, that sounds horrible. Right. But they tried to pass the law. AKC came in, and it's not a law. They got it shut down. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of these you know, laws that are a lot of these procedures that should probably be shut down that... They're legal in every place in the U.S. Uh, I don't get it. Well, some piece of, well, kind of off topic, but um, it still it still is in line with how selfish human beings are. I guess at the end of this year, there's only I think two tracks left for dog racing in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's my understanding at the end of this year that's it. Yeah, there's going to be no more yeah. dog racing in the United States. Do away did with dog that? racing. I did. So that's at least some good news. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's going to probably be some influx of some greyhounds for a little bit. But, yeah. But thank goodness that's over yeah. with. Yeah, there's always an influx of greyhounds. The way they race them and retire them is oh, pretty disgusting. shady. So. It's, it's very it's it's worse for them than it is uh, oh, yeah. r- uh, racehorses, yes. for sure. No, absolutely. They are so unscrupulous with those dogs and this condition that they leave them in when they retire them. So I guess, you know, with all that weirdness, it's at least a little bit. I always like to end the, the segment with a little bit of good news. So I, I guess the good news here is no more dog racing in December. Yeah. So that, I guess that's And like I, I said, the vets are slowly but surely, you know, morally making their own decisions. Even if the state, the country, U.S. doesn't want to adopt rules because the AKC is too big of a lobbying group. Yeah. You know, individual vets are starting to make moral decisions. And, you know, ask your vet. Go to your vet and ask them, how do you feel about tail docking? And then you and can here. make a moral decision I based agree. on, you I know, agree. their, their uh, stand on things like that. Right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good tip. All right, Gary. Well, thanks for that article. It was pretty interesting. I had no idea it was that ridiculous. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Now you can go get All your right. dog some extra wrinkles. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, when we come back, PJ Rosh, founder of The Little Red Dog, will be in the house on set. And I'm sure she had something interesting for us. I bet. I bet. All right, guys, please tune in. Subscribe for the love of dog. We need your support. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for the love of dog. Totally good news. New Road is back with their food. However, it's only treats. That's okay. We love the treats. You saw Gary try them weeks ago. Not weeks ago, months ago. Either way, it doesn't matter. They're great. They're terrific. Treats only. The promo code is REDDOG15, all caps. Type that in when you're ordering. You get a discount, plus we get a little bit of a donation. We love it. Please check it out. New Road. Thanks, everybody. Gary was just on and he was talking about all the crazy um, plastic surgery the vets are doing on dogs. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You haven't heard of some of this stuff. It's crazy. It it's crazy. nutty. I don't want to hear it. You don't. Don't no, listen. Don't. don't you do it. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with PJ Roche, founder of The Little Red Dog. I'm Steve McLean, co-founder. Uh, it's my boss, my red-headed boss, beautiful lady next to me. <laughs> anyway, um, so... God, you know what? I think we're we're winding down on this competition that we are in. Um, it's a really sweet 
kind of cool competition. It's uh, take, taking place all over the United States, and we have a dog entered. We actually have a dog in this race. It's we have the, a dog in this race. And it's Miss Florence. Uh, PJ, why don't you explain to our eight listeners um, <laughs> how what this is all about and why we're involved and how important it is to vote as we are at the precipice of voting ourselves. We're at States. the precipice. That's a great word. Um, so uh, most of you, if you've been around, you know Florence. Um, she came to us earlier this year in really horrific shape. Um, she was six months old and somebody tied her to the gate out um, at the San Bernardino City Shelter. And she just was no hair, scabs, bleeding, pussy, sores, um, just in a really bad, horrific uh, condition. And what's sad about it is she actually had Demodex, which is um, a mite, but very easily treatable. But the condition she was in, I think she's had, she had that, she had the mites and she was probably left outside. She had the mites, um, had no flea protection, anything like that would have helped her um, for the entire six months of her life. So um, she is just a really sweet little girl. She came to us again. She was a little timid, but very sweet. Um, Do we have a picture of her? (laughs) Um, Well, why don't you tell us about the competition, though? You know, Nicole could probably give you that picture from the... The voting thing. Anyway, so what's the competition? So the competition is, um, it's the greater good if anybody is uh, has ever bought anything or they actually can go in there and click a link every day to feed shelter uh, animals. It's free. Um, they teamed up with Wall and Wall is um, home products for pets and they um, donate a lot of uh, shampoos and things. There's the after picture. That's her after picture. There's beautiful Florence. Um, and There's then her before, her before her picture. Intake picture. And that was pretty pretty sad. So, um, so Wall gives gives supplies like shampoos and things like that, which we did use on Florence. She had to have medicated baths, but we alternated that with some of the other the oatmeal pr- shampoo product to keep her skin healthy and um, obviously it did a really good job so they've <laughs> they have uh, selected I can't remember maybe six or so three there's like six or nine uh, dogs that had stories like Florence and um, the public can vote on them every once a day every day until November 3rd and they um, will the first place winner will win five thousand dollars for the shelter or the rescue the second place is 2000 and the third place is 1000 So we are neck and neck with a another little dog that also had a very sad story. His name is Scruffy, and he's from... Um, they from Vermont? Ceres, Virginia, oh, Virginia, I believe. that's it. And um, so, you know... Also whoever, a cute story. Very, very sweet story. Honestly, all of them have really good stories. We would love you to go to that site, and uh, we'll put that link up or tell people what it is in a bit. But um, And vote for Florence. But vote again... For Florence. You can, yeah, vote for Florence. But, you know, you can um, read the stories. and You can find the link on our Instagram page, yep. uh, Facebook. But she did, she does look so much better. She's super sweet. She's in a home. She got adopted by one of our former adopters, Kelly Perez and Mike. And um, she's doing great. So, um, yeah, so that's, we're hoping that we can get you guys to vote for Florence. Uh yeah, that was a long, long journey. You know, Kelly was. was her foster. Right. Kelly is one of our took best fosters. Such good care of Florence. Took, you know, she had to bathe her multiple times a week. Um, but it says it's, it's a happy story because she, we took this poor little sad thing, and you know that's what rescue is all about. Um, yeah, but it does take money, unfortunately. Right. One thing I want our listeners to understand is 
we save, we try to save about 500 dogs a year. And out of that 500, we try to save about 10% that are special needs. Um, it ends so, up being more than that, I think. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of 25%. our goal. Well, that's kind of our goal is 50%. Um, and so Florence definitely was in that category where she needed special help. It took a lot of, uh, it, you know what? It, it, we always, well, me more than anyone is always crying the blues out we need more money. But what was so special about Florence, it wasn't just about the money. It was more about the man hours. I mean, Kelly and Rob spent so much time um, making sure the dog was was on their meds and, and being kept clean and Lots the baths. Of vet and, oh, my gosh, so many vet visits. And also kudos to you too, PJ. Um, you coordinate all this. Uh, well, I'm griping about how much money we're spending on, on poor Florence, but she was definitely worth it. Very she sweet, was. very sweet dog. Very, sweet very, dog. very sweet girl. What pisses me off, and this is a great picture, is that they gave her no vet care, no, not even flea treatment, but, but they, they managed to ears. cut her ears <laughs> in the time that they had her. They had the so. money to crop her ears. So fuck you, whoever had her. Whoa. She has a way better <laughs> life now. Vote for Florence. Vote for Florence. <laughs> I don't remember the actual stat, but it was something crazy like um, out of the six million animals that enter the shelter, only like 700,000 are getting out, right, or being returned to owners um, or adopted, whatever that is. And But like 23 million animals are getting, people are getting $23 million, or 23 million animals. It's something crazy like that. And what that means is people are buying them, right? so interesting to me is that um, 25 to 30% of all dogs in the shelter are purebreds. So they are dogs that somebody... What was that percentage again? 25 to 30%. Wow. Are purebreds. That's and, crazy. And we see that. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of dogs gonna be that high, we though. don't see because there's a lot of very um, specific breed rescues, you know, English sheepdogs or English bulldogs or whatever. And they only rescue those dogs. So a lot of them do, I wouldn't say a lot of them, many get out. But there's, mm-hmm. pl- you know, you we still rescue a lot of purebreds. Unfortunately, the highest percentage of purebreds in the shelter is? Uh, it can't be pit bulls. Yes, it is. It is? Yeah. But those are more backyard breeders, aren't they? But they're still purebreds. Well, I Doesn't know. Doesn't matter. Okay. They're still All purebreds. Right. It's not AKC. And unfortunately... Um, and by the way, some people do buy them from sure. those AKC breeders as well. But um, unfortunately, that is um, the dog that most people don't want. And so only one in 867 pit bulls or mixed breeds get out of the shelter alive. That's so crazy. We do our part because I think about 95% of the dogs that we rescue are pitties. I'm, 75? I would say more like 75%. Okay. I mean, you know, years ago it was almost 100%, but we kind of decided we need to save a little bit of everything um to be an akc like approved um facility is there an agreement getting a license well is there ever an agreement with those people that if it doesn't work out you're supposed to bring the dog back to them i have never heard that well there was we did run across i ran across someone a couple weeks ago who who did purchase a dog from a breeder and then it wasn't working out and then they end up taking the dog. The breeder ended up taking the dog back, which I don't like breeders, but at least I found that, you know, a good a good quality. So I don't know if that's part of the prerequisite to be a true AKC. I don't think so. Probably not. But I right? don't know, and I don't like to. I don't like to speculate. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't comment on things I don't know about. I don't either. I do know we've run into people who have um, bought a dog and there was a stipulation they couldn't neuter or spay it. So yeah, we run across we run across that all the time, which I think is ridiculous. That's, that's bullshit. Right? So yeah. yeah. Um, something else. Oh, guess what? Uh, do you know what the word euthanasia means? It doesn't mean killing people in Asia that are young. No. Ha. Uh-huh. That was. <laughs> what is it? What's the true? It meaning? means happy death. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, good death. Uh, which, um, you know. That's not a good death. I guess, all in all... I guess it's peaceful. It's better than some ways that the animals sure, die. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of shelters in this, um, United, even in the United States, where um, they still use gas chambers, which are terrible. Um, some shoot them. Right. You know? Some rural places just shoot them. So right. I guess in relation to that, it's probably better, but um, yeah. There's nothing right. happy about it, for There's sure. nothing happy about it. But, you know, um, a lot of people, like I said, we said 30% of the people who um, know they have their animals in the shelter don't go pick them up. And the primary reason um, that they take them there is, at least what they cite, is that they're, you know, they're moving or they can't handle them anymore or... um, you know, stupid reasons. Oh, well, so. I would I would just naturally assume that the number one reason is they can't handle the dog anymore. Yeah. I don't mean, I don't care what they say. The number one, that's, right. it is that. They just right. physically can't handle the dog anymore. And um, the people who get a pet from their friends are the, um, that's, um, overwhelmingly, that's the one that they're going to be abandoned. For 32% of the dogs and 33% of the cats that are left in the shelters, they were given to their owners by a friend. So gifted pets account for the largest relinquished animals. Which Well, that I makes think. sense, too. I mean, I, you know, I, when I was young, our family definitely made the mistake of, oh, it'd be great to have a dog <laughs> around the house, not knowing anything about what the dog needed. Just basing the decision on this is a cute thing that we have to have in our house. And that's that's when the shit always goes wrong because mm-hmm. the family is like, hey, this is hard. This is hard work. <laughs> it is hard. I don't know what to do with the dog because the dog's constantly barking. The dog's constantly wanting to do something. You know, not knowing. I mean, you know, my dad had no idea he was supposed to take a dog out and take it for a walk. Right. You know, then um, poor Chip. I think about poor Chip all the time. You know, I think that there's a lot of us or who are in rescue um and we know i mean you know everybody has a past you know you might not have you may have had your heart in the right place or not and just hadn't didn't do the right thing the thing is you're doing the right thing now and you're trying to help educate people to do the right thing we're trying yeah we're trying well i think we kind of easily worked it back to it's gonna kind of end on a good note (laughs) so i think the net is Please vote for Florence in the competition. You'll be helping us out. It's something that doesn't cost you any money to vote for the dog. And you can right? vote every day until November 3rd. Yeah. And if you're savvy, you can vote more than once. <laughs> I, won't, I won't share how you do that. Just vote every day for us. Thank yeah, you thank for you. listening. Thanks, Sam and Nicole, for making us look good. Please Always. tune in every Monday for the love of dogs. Subscribe. Go to our website. Do something. Volunteer. Foster. Help us. Please, please, please. Have a great week, everybody.